0: You are now listening to Irrelevantly Relevant Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and share. Also follow us on Twitter at IR2Guys and on Instagram at Irrelevantly Relevant Podcast. This message. Welcome to Irrelevantly Relevant, a weekly web and podcast commentary on politics, life, and popular culture. This week, the air two guests discuss the election of 2017. So take a break from technology-driven, soundbite-oriented 140 character universe and join us as we discuss something that is irrelevantly relevant.
1: And welcome to another episode of Irrelevantly Relevant. I'm Mike. I'm Johnny. Uh, and this is a special edition. We're doing an election edition tonight. Yeah. Um, so for everybody that's listening in, and I guess everybody that's watching on YouTube, if we, if we upload this. I don't audio, know if I'm going to upload this. I'm just going to do audio, I think, tonight. Okay, cool. So yeah. <laughs> So like I was saying, everybody who's listening to this, this is hours after uh, the election uh, in Virginia, New Jersey, uh, all across the country. So let's just get started. What yeah. do you think? Do you um,
0: think? It, it, this has been a big night for Democrats. Um, I guess in my home state, in my home city, St. Pete, uh, we had a big, big mayor's race here. And the Democrats swept the entire council, from the mayor to the three seats on council that we were uh, fighting for. And we won quite handedly um, in a race that we thought could have went to the Trump-supporting
1: mayor. So <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it was a shellacking across the board. I mean, uh, Justin Fairfax is now the first, or the, the first African-American elected in Virginia in 25 years. He's the new Lieutenant governor. Uh, you know, we yeah. have, Democrats won the governorship. We may, Democrats may have actually won, um, the Virginia state legislature. We're waiting I mean, to see what the yeah, numbers are. Yeah, I, like I, that's just, I, that's insane.
0: Yeah. If we win the legislature, uh, the House of Delegates. It's gonna be like that's gonna be Paul Ryan should be shaking in his boots um, if that happens. But it's this is a big night. We needed this momentum. We needed this moment. Like if we would have lost, if we would have taken losses in in Florida or, or in Virginia or in New Jersey. New Jersey. It would have been.
1: It would have been. I mean, we yeah, we knew the New Jersey race was pretty yeah. wrapped up. But again, that. But I guess. But you, you know, know what? Said the same thing.
0: At this point, I will never say again that yeah. like it's over because I thought that. All we through twenty sixteen, and, <laughs> and so look where ah. we are. I mean, this is but this has been a historic night, what does you know. This mean to you right? for the DNC. What
1: did you say? What do you? What does this mean to you for the DNC?
0: Um, I mean, I, I think that like now, now that we know that we can be competitive in these races, I think that the DNC needs to focus on these races, focus on actually helping candidates all the way down the ticket giving them the resources that they need to actually win, because we can do it if mm-hmm. we we, if we have motivation behind it. For example, in Florida, like, the Florida Democratic Party invested a lot in this race. Like, um, I'm the president of the Young Democrats in Pinellas, and what we did was we hosted a statewide action where every single Young Democratic organization in the state all wor- worked on this race. Like, we all made phone calls for this race. So mm-hmm. we know that it can be done if... We
1: all hands on deck. Yeah,
0: all hands on deck. And so, I mean, I think this is a good, a valuable lesson that, you know, we need to focus on these down ballot races. We need to focus on just not tops of the ticket, but middles of the ticket and bottoms of the ticket and getting those out. And, and, you know, it also proves that, like, if you have a strong candidate at the top of the ticket, that it can trickle down. And so we shouldn't let Republicans run unopposed in any race. Um, in America, because amen to that,
1: <laughs> amen to that. You know, we were you know. successful, and I, you know, I was just getting ready to harken back to Democrats were most successful in two thousand six when we had that wave election, and yeah. we challenged Republicans in every state in every district for every job. we, right. we went after the dog catcher. We wanted everything. Right, and, and you so... know, it helped build the infrastructure on the ground in states, and we haven't been doing that. Right, uh, recently, we definitely we didn't do it in the same way during. Uh, the Clinton election, and so I think this shows Democrats um, that we can. There is excitement. Yes. Democrats do we? We still want to win. Right. <laughs> I mean, we've always wanted to win, but you know, we we're willing to get out. And I think something that shouldn't be forgotten is that it rained in Virginia all day. Yeah. And rain usually suppresses Democrats' votes because a lot of the people who vote Democrat are working people who you know have hourly jobs and right. have to take the subway and buses and for them to have to in the, do that in the rain that shows something. Yeah. That shows and, that they're and, real, you know, and tonight, despair. you know,
0: the first transgendered woman to, to win a state seat, she defeated <laughs> a a delegate who was a 26 year veteran of the state house. And she came in and was like, and he wrote the, the anti-trans bill, Donica in Virginia, she won tonight. And like, that's, we're making history while, while winning. So like, this is, this has been a good night. You know, I've been, what do you think this means?
1: What do you think this means for, uh, Trumpism and you know, the hardcore racial, racial politics that he plays because Gillespie, you know, the last two weeks of the race, he went a hundred percent in on it. It was an economic race before that. And you know, those last two weeks he went really hard and Bannon said that, you know, Gillespie was basically Trump light.
0: Yeah. Well, here we are. Um, what well, I guess what this well, that's what he,
1: that's let me yeah. rephrase that's what he said before, yeah, let's be lost, and then Trump tweeted out, mm-hmm. right?
0: Um, what I'll say about, about like the racial politics is that at the same time that we have those racial dynamics in the country, like Trump has not gotten anything done, the Republicans haven't gotten anything done since he got inaugurated on January 20th, and so at the end of the day, like these people, you know, they may have racial. Animus, but like they still want to see that the government's doing something that they that Trump's actually going to get something accomplished, and and so by him not being able to be successful in getting things that he should be easily, he should be signing bills right now, and the mm-hmm. fact that he couldn't repeal Obamacare, he couldn't, you know, they're they're fumbling on the tax issue right now. They're they're losing votes, hemorrhaging votes on that, and so. It's going to show that, like, yeah, there may be like ra- racial animus in the country, but politics matters, governing matters. If you can't do those things, you can't win elections, and or people won't return you to 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 the House or to the Senate. So, I mean, I think that Democrats need to now take this victory and hone in on an actual message. Yes, that's
1: not Trump. Like, we. I mean, we can, absolutely. Can let, now, let now is the time. To, Here, yeah. here's exactly what I think Democrats need to do now. Now I think we should spend the next two years issuing policy papers and saying – basically saying if we were in office now, this is what we – the bill that we would introduce for infrastructure. This is the bill we would introduce for health care. This is the bill that we would introduce you know, for financial reform and yeah. just put it out like we normally would if, right. we were, if we were the majority party and start operating as the alternative. Right. You don't like what Republicans are doing? Here's what we would do if this, we were in office. Right, right. You know. And I think that I think that is the message right there. Every campaign ad, every everything should be you don't like what they're doing? Here's what we would do. Right. And and explain it. Yes.
0: Or Let's, just or just have, you know, and then let Trump be Trump. Let him implode him himself. Like he's going to always be there. We don't need to to ride his coattails on this. Like he's a He's going to implode Trump's right. Yeah, on. he's a bad president. So, like, let him be a bad president, but at the same time, we need to be giving voters like democratic alternatives. The Democrats will will do these things for
1: you if you put us back in office. And what so, role, what role do you think Russia played in this? Not Russia, <clears throat> but the investigation into Russia.
0: Um, I mean, I think that uh, the Russian investigation has been a huge distraction for the GOP. They've had to all talk about it. They've all had to like been bogged down, so they can't really focus on reelecting their members. You know, focusing on 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 elections that that they should easily be able to win, and so uh, I think that the having the distraction of the Russian investigation, which I don't think is a distraction, but having that loom over the GOP mm-hmm. um, is becoming more and more problematic, especially as we as the investigation then, grows. And yeah, becomes, I mean, um, as the indictments bigger. come
1: down, right? It's harder to call it fake news <laughs> when. Right. Yeah. When, real prosecutions and indictments going right.
0: on. Right. And and when, when people in the campaign are pleading guilty, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, if nothing happened, then you shouldn't be pleading guilty.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's another uh underreported story. And I think you're gonna end up finding out that a lot of people who voted for Trump I won't say the name, but we have a friend that I, I've referenced before who voted for Obama twice and Trump uh, this time, because he said he was just sick of it and wanted somebody who's going to go in and shake it up. Yeah. Um. And I would love—I haven't had a chance to talk to him, um, obviously tonight. But I would love, and I guess he wasn't voting in the, either of these elections. But I'd still love to know what he thought, because I think you're—I think you're going to find out that a lot of those people are starting to get sick of Trump, because, yeah. like you said, they're not getting things done, and they were willing to put up with him acting like an ass because he was going to. Shake up the establishment. He was gonna, you know, do things that no one did, and he didn't do any of it. But right. still, the antics have still been there. Right. Yeah. So yeah. There, there is no payoff.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing that, like, if he, you know, it's one thing to elect an eccentric president, but if you're just an eccentric president and you don't get anything done, like, you can't, you can't be both of those things. And so, yeah. like, so I think that, like, a lot of the these voters who were, like, the, like you said, like the Obama voters then then turn to trump they are disengaging from this because like he hasn't done a single thing he doesn't have a single aco- accomplishment other than putting gorsuch on the court which gorsuch is making a fool of himself being the junior junior all member day. on the court and you know he's getting called up by his colleagues on the court because he doesn't understand the system that they work in i like um, i don't understand it at all <laughs> um so like i just i i I don't know. I don't know. Like I think that Trump's most loyal people will be with him until they are dragging him out of the White House. But
1: I don't know rest, why.
0: But I think I'll the, never
1: understand it.
0: Um, but I think the rest of us, uh, um, who want you know the government to work, you know, um, are are looking at Trump saying and looking at his administration saying, "What are you guys doing?" Looking yeah. at Paul Ryan who can't even control his members looking at Mitch McConnell who can't get a vote without the vice president stepping in like like it just so so here we are you know and so I think that now and
1: you know it's I think it's a great time to talk about Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan because I think the question should also be where are they gonna start to turn because when you see a wave election like this and we have 2018 coming up you know there now has to be real conversation of when republicans start to really distance themselves from the president. Right. Tax, reform, tax reform isn't going to get done. And if it's not going to get done, then what what are they going to have to show for this year? Right. Right. Nothing. Nothing. So I think,
0: you know, well, if I was Mitch McConnell, he has what uh, he has two seats to lose like two seats and if it's going to be a wave election in 2018, like he can very – they can very well lose the majority in the Senate. And if that's the case, it's going to be game over for uh, the GOP agenda. Like like if they lose – if they lose in the House and they lose in the Senate, their agenda is going
1: to be over. And Well, I mean the real threat is that if there's an, a wave election in 2018, Donald Trump gets impeached. Right. That's – I mean Donald Trump – that's now what and i just i pray that that's not what democrats run on well well i don't think i don't think that we're going to run on that like i, I, I mean it, not it, alone but yeah. i you're going to hear it in the, you're going to hear it coming up now because no, i i think, I think I that think, they're going to be think... conservative networks that push the the they want to put fear in republican voters and so their republicans are going to run on if democrats win they're going to impeach the president they're going to you know it's going to be Hillary back in office it's going to be back to you know the swamp no uh,
0: i look at it this way like i look at the the Mueller investigation is going to determine whether or not Trump gets impeached like the more people that surround him that are fallen that are getting indicted that are going to go to prison um, the more it's going to be not plausible for Paul Ryan to ignore it, like he can't ignore. Like he's being able to ignore, like oh Trump, you know, whatever. But the more the flies that 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 fall, the more he's going to have to say, well, wait a minute. And then the more his most vulnerable members are going to have to make a choice. They're either going yeah, to yeah. But see, I
1: agree. With, yeah, I agree with you there because. But the only way but, 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 Republicans are going to run that, away the from the, the president, on, yeah. The only way the Republicans are going to impeach the president is if they have to. If they're backed into a corner and it's either them or the president that's the only way that's going to happen because they're scared of his base his 35% is with him no matter what and if the president gets impeached and the republicans help that will be the end of the republican party as we know it
0: well the republicans if they lose the trump's going to get impeached like it's a it's a lose lose situation for them then at that yeah. point like Um,
1: but so the only only well, it's not lose lose because if they,
0: oh, I get yeah, I mean yeah, you're right. So look, I don't think that the Democrats need to run on impeachment. Like they're gonna let let them let the investigation roll through. What we need to do is run on an agenda. We need to say this is what we're gonna do, and then if we happen to get an impeachment hearing or trial or whatever, then you know that's you know yeah. I mean
1: the the standard line for Democrats when it comes to investigation should be. You know, We'll wait and see what the, the investigation right.
0: shows. No, let Mueller do his job.
1: Let Mueller yeah. do his thing. Whatever he says, we this will – This is our economic message. Right. This is our you know, this is our message on infrastructure. This is our message and on then, education. And, and then, just that's all we talk about.
0: <laughs> and then meanwhile, what's going to happen is that Trump is going to continue to be Trump, and that's only going to further, I think, help our case. And if Trump forces people because like he kind of tried – he tried to bully Gillespie into – to supporting him. Mm-hmm. And if he does that to more Republicans who are more vulnerable than Gillespie was, like, and bringing them towards him, that's going to hurt them in the long run. And so, like, I think, you know, you know, I'm not necessarily a political strategist, but, like, I would just say, hey, let <laughs> let them do their thing and let us be there to be that viable, credible alternative. Yeah. So... Um, I had another thing that I wanted to talk about tonight, but other than the the election, well, one we we came into this like not knowing what was gonna happen. So when we were talking about it earlier today, I'm like, "Well, Mike, let's just talk about the election." Yeah.
1: And I would, I but, but we have a little time. I yeah. think we can talk about how all this plays into a year later. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's, that's I, yeah,
1: we're yeah. So I'll start us off. Um, you know, I think we can't ignore the fact that. Literally on the eve of the one-year anniversary of Donald Trump being elected, uh, there is or there was a wave election. Um, And I think it says some interesting things. Um, You know, I think it says that there may be some sobering um, of the country that, you know, some of the I think white lash is the term that's been tossed around Mm -hmm. um, has subsided, Uh, especially I think the fact that charlottesville happened obviously in virginia right um because one of the statistics we saw was uh people i think 59 <clears> percent <throat> of the state thought that uh the confederate flags should stay or right. conf- not confederate flags sorry confederate uh, minus uh, should stay so that means that you know those people there is a mixed opinion there yeah and it, the moderate forces in the party seem to be the more marketable parts of the party still
0: right you know these people the, the moderate people are the people who are going to vote in an off year election you know yeah, you know these people that 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 front that was able to bring out when he won you know they didn't come out to vote this time they they weren't they weren't galvanized by Trump being at the top of the ticket by Trump being on t v every day like- well, but I also think we're going to
1: find out that moderates overperformed. I think people who before were just not Hillary fans mm-hmm. um and either stayed home or voted third party now came out to vote for Democrats yeah, and I think that what you could be seeing is that it really was you know just a hillary thing you know and i think that'll be interesting because her her but, when you look but, at her level of distrust i think you're what we're gonna see 10 years from now is that there was a correlation between and not because she was actually a, a you know a distrustful just, person but i think the fact that you know 20 30 years of being on the political scene i having, mean i mean i i Intake, I, I look at it,
0: you know, a year later. Um, Trump sold a lot of things to a lot of different people. Um, I think that you know Hillary, won- you know, she won a lot more votes than Trump did in the election. She won in Virginia. She won in New Jersey, like five by you know, five points. In you know, Virginia. um, so like I don't. Oh my God. Like
1: Northam is going to win by nine points. <laughs> nine points. Yeah. Um, I, I I I was on TV today, and uh, the Republicans said that they thought Gillespie would win by a point and a half. Yeah.
0: No, I mean I, I look at it. I look at it like this: on uh, a year ago, people voted for change in in the system. They wanted someone to come into the system and like break it up. What they mm-hmm. got was chaos. What they got was was. Uh, a president who is literally disin- disinterested in the job. Uh, what they got was a, a, a government that really can't function because the president is disinterested in the job. Um, what they got was like you know Republicans lost seats in in the Trump mm-hmm. victory. So so but that I, I I
1: think I really I think this could be an outlier or that 2016 can be an outlier and that maybe Donald Trump. His maybe his snake oil only worked because Hillary was such a bad candidate.
0: See, but I don't think that Hillary was necessarily a bad candidate. I think there there are a lot of factors that went into it, including like co- potential collusion with the Russians. Like there there are a lot of things that that could have helped. Like if we would have known back in the summer when when mm-hmm. when he called out when when Comey called out Hillary for whatever her emails. And if he would have said, but we're also investigating Trump, that would have given her a level – that would have given their their campaigns something level to, to, to go off So of,
1: do I mean. you think that people are now aware of fake news oh, yes. when they oh. – with Facebook and Twitter, yes. that it's having less of an influence? Yes. And so I, now what we're seeing is everyone, what, what would have been the – this is the correction?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think that like now when you go on Facebook, particularly for people who are – are I guess I would say educated and informed voters. Like mm-hmm. now, we I the the first thing that I do before I, I even click on a on an article is look at the 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 URL Link at the bottom, yeah, mm-hmm. and to, to see where it's from because like you just never know because like things look so real that you just <laughs> you you get fooled. I've been fooled many times. Yeah, everybody you know? fooled. Um, so I think that like there's been a correction for that. Like we now know that this is this is real. Like that the that the Russians did in fact like infiltrate our system of government by using facebook ads and all those kinds of things people are not recognizing that but i also think that like they also just thought that trump was going to be better than than a better deliverer than he did like he he, he sold them everything he said that mm-hmm. i was going to do all these things everything's going to be so great but at the end of the day nothing's great like even republicans don't think that it's great like his own voters are like i really wish that he would stop tweeting i really wish that he mm-hmm. would take this more seriously i really wish that he would call out Nazis. I really wish that he would, would everything. You know, just yeah. do it.
1: Just do his <laughs> job. Just, just do better. be a basic human. Be decent. <laughs> and
0: yeah. um and so so now that like we don't have that is that they don't have that I think is correcting more in our favor. I don't necessarily think that Hillary was as bad as like I think that people are making her out to be. I just think that there were there were a lot of things that had to happen. In, I, in a, in talk- a, in a, I
1: And I gotta, I gotta say this because I get a lot of shit from Democrats. Um, I don't think Hillary was a bad person. I don't think I, I don't think she was ill intentioned. Obviously, I worked yeah. on the campaign. But I do think that she did a poor job of making a case for why, why she her. was the, yeah. the best candidate. Why hey, she I, I was that. running for president. I get and that. I think that was and she already had such a big barrier to cover because but so many people didn't trust her. No, that, no, no. I, I think, mean she I think, did. She had the high, one of the, either the number one or number two highest level mistrust. People stopped
0: trusting Trump. her when we only talked about emails for an entire summer. People stopped trusting her when Trump uh, on, on the news every single day for hours at a time would call her Crooked Hillary. Like
1: No, those, but that was like, one the, of her the, problems the, during kind, 2008. Of, a, no, no. That's. I mean, the like one of the reasons that Barack Obama was able to to catch you know, her it's, it's, was because there was a level of disingenuous, a level of coldness to Hillary it's, Clinton. It's. It, and it also. She's always been cold.
0: And it also didn't help that like we had a primary campaign where. The other candidate, Bernie Sanders, not only ran against Hillary Clinton, but ran against Barack Obama, who was associated with Hillary Clinton. Like, yeah, so, 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 so she I was attacked, so she attacked on, like, on like three sides, and she still ended up winning the election by more than three million votes.
1: But had there been, let's say there was a stronger candidate, ooh, there's protesters at a, at Northam's event. Sorry. No. Election. I mean, uh, had had there been a better candidate, had Comey not come candidates. out,
0: had Comey not come out, I I do believe that I do believe this. Had Comey not come out ten days before the election and said <laughs> what he did, I think Hillary Clinton would be, 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 be president right now.
1: I agree with you too. I'm talking about just an, a a look at her as a candidate, not about her, not about all the other stuff, yeah. but as a candidate. I mean, I mean okay, the reason the reason that I don't want to
0: have now, a beer with Hillary Clinton, but I don't want to have a beer with with Bernie Sanders either. Like it, that's true, you know. Yeah. yeah, Barack Obama only he has that he he had that for me, but like I don't necessarily I don't think that like Hillary was as flawed of a candidate. I think that she w- was dealing with a lot of circumstances that were unique to her. Um, but the reason she connected so year. well
1: when she had that moment in uh, Ohio, or no, I think she was in Pennsylvania um, during the two thousand eight election. When she broke down and started mm-hmm. crying, the reason she connected is because she's such a reserved person Right. that when she finally had a moment of humanity, let me rephrase—that's not the right way to say yeah. it. When she had a moment I, of, I know, what, I know what you're saying, vulnerability. That, I know what
0: you're saying, but Mike, like, I look at, I look, I guess for me, I look at it as like Hillary Clinton had a plan. Literally on on her website for everything. She thought about being president.
1: But her answer when they ever they asked her what her plan was was go look at my website. That is the worst answer ever. When when they ask what's your plan on infrastructure, your answer shouldn't be well go check on my website. I've talked all about infrastructure. It's my here are my three ideas. One, two, three. And if you want to go further in depth, check out my website. But don't start out with "check out my website." Like it just—I well, I like but, but a, a she lot was so robotic.
0: Yeah, but a lot of that was they spent forty minutes, like like they they spent forty minutes talking about her emails that had been rehashed, and I, and one yeah, minute talking I, about I, infrastructure, one minute talking she, about about this. Like she had. I, a,
1: yes, I agree with you. She had. Everything like, in I the don't, world
0: I, – I think the roles should be reversed. Like I feel like you've been on – you were on her campaign. You should be defending her, but I'm doing all the defending here. Like I think because that she like, was I not as flawed as, as, like, as people are making her out to be. If we're going to
1: do a year in review, yeah. then I think we have to really be honest about it. And she had all of those things thrown against her. I think she should have won. But I, I think that if we don't actually look at her as a candidate and the yeah. flaws that she had as a candidate, then it – will hurt democrats moving forward and looking at how we should be running yeah and i, I mean, think democrats need to be running candidates who are at
0: the end, at the end of the day at the end of the day i believe that that hillary clinton lost this election like this was an election that she should have won yeah. and the buck stop is her like yeah so and i i think that she took full responsibility for that like she said mm-hmm. that she lost this election um yes. but i also think that we that that we cannot we cannot look at this and view this without looking at the complexity of the situation.
1: Yes, I think we will, I think we will look back not only just now, but in 20 years and say, in 50 years, hundred years, like we won't be here, but yeah, they'll say this was a historical, not today, but I mean the election yeah. and the, you know, manipulation of news and the American public is something that'll go down in history. Yeah.
0: So okay um so where where do you think so looking back at this past year like th- this hasn't obviously not been a successful year for the president or his administration mm-hmm. um like w- w- where do republicans go from here then like if they can't if they can't get the two things that they said that they were going to do, which is mm-hmm. repeal the Affordable Care Act and and give tax cuts to the richest people in this country, if they can't do those two basic things, mm-hmm. like how can they do anything else?
1: What we're seeing now is what we all thought we would see in 2016 after the election. We thought Hillary Clinton would win and Republicans would have – finally have to have that civil war between the Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell wing of the party and the Freedom Caucus um, – you know, Jones, you know, crazier wing of the party. And it didn't happen because Trump won. Right. And so over the year, we've watched them on healthcare, on taxes, on immigration, on everything, have this slow crash where they can't get a bill done in the House, and then it goes to the Senate, and the Senate changes the bill around, and it all is just the inevitable. Those two sides of the Republican Party can't agree. I mean they have the presidency, they have the senate, they have the house, and no major legislation has p- been passed. And that's not because of Democrats. Right. <laughs> we that's because of Republicans. Yeah,
0: we weren't going to vote for it anyway, and, but yeah. they didn't get it passed because like, their own people were like, I can't yeah. vote for this bill. This bill sucks.
1: Yeah. So you know, I think what we're seeing now is the inevitable crash. And it's going to be an ugly one. It's going to be a really ugly one, because the people who are with the president—that thirty-five percent—are with the president no matter what. Because for them, it's not about Donald Trump. It's right. about something bigger.
0: Right. This so, is a,
1: this is a continuation of you know things that are been okay, going on. Okay. So
0: okay. So let's so if you could give the Democratic Party, the Democrats, and the Democratic Party, you know, a big piece of advice going forward into the next year. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like you know, we're, riding, we're winding down into the holiday season where like things are gonna kind of come to a, a hum. Hopefully, um, what 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 should we be doing going forward? And, and do you have a prediction for next year or for the Uh-oh. future? Because like, because, like, because you've been good. You've actually been quite good at like making predictions of things that you think are gonna fall or come down. And you've been right, and I've been, and I've been the one that's like. It cautious. started with
1: with Scalia, yeah, and it's been <laughs> yeah, prescient ever since. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I actually should go back and listen to that episode because that was right. weird. It was a weird episode. That was really so, weird. so, so, um, where should Democrats okay, go? so,
1: okay. Uh, so, Democrats for <sighs> the next year should, well, I let me split it. For the next three or four months, Democrats need to go into. Uh, working class, uh, blue collar, and um, inner city areas, black churches, um, factories, and just go talk to working class people. Go, just find out what people in their communities want, what they need, because, and I mean places where there's gonna be Democrats and Republicans, but, you know, everyone. right. You oh what used to be union, working with their hands, those yeah. kind of people. Just lunch pail people. Yeah. Cause that's not a racial thing. Everyone keeps just right. saying that by going after blue-collar people, yeah. we're abandoning the inner city. And what I'm saying is those people are both. Right. <laughs> they are the same. Right. Lunch pail people. And Democrats need to go listen to them. Because what both groups want is very similar. We are 95% on the same page, honestly most of us Mm -hmm. and that 5% is what we're divided over. And I think that there is something to be said and I have this experience, um, I've seen it by being on Fox about going on air and going into uncomfortable places and being willing to talk and being willing to listen and being willing to have a debate and it personalizes it and it makes it so that you're not just this generic Republican or not just this generic Democrat, but you're a face you're a person right and then you can start to really chip away at that and i think democrats for far too long have run campaigns from the top um and you know done ground game stuff and i'm not talking about knocking on doors yeah and stuff like that. i'm talking about going in like doing the real
0: work engaging, of like, yeah of engagement. not at, yeah. showing
1: up on a church at a church on a sunday giving a uh you know preaching yeah. and then walking out in the middle of the service right like really getting to know getting your hands on people mm-hmm. um that's what Democrats have to do because well the worst thing we could do is celebrate this victory and go ooh see we got this right and then push into twenty eighteen and get our asses kicked right
0: um, yeah. I think that the Democrats um, going forward we really do I do I do think that like Donna Brazil brought up a real tension in the party I do think that like we do need to address I guess. I would call it the the progressive and liberal wings of the party. We need to, to have a real come to Jesus m- moment, um, work out those issues for real um, and not just, you know, talking to talking past each other, but actually coming to an agreement saying, you know, this is this is what we are going to do. I think Tom Perez going forward needs to. To be that person to either bring the parties together, listen to to what this commission's going to say, implement some things that are going to make the make the party better. But I also think that like Democrats or liberals and progressives um, need to focus on winning um, and mm-hmm. not focus on winning just at the presidency, but like focus local on winning rebuilding bills. state yeah.
1: infrastructure. Yeah, it starts on the ground.
0: You know, I mean tonight, tonight in Pinellas County, in the county that I live in, we elected an an entire city council of Democrats. Um, three of those people, three of those city council candidates were first time candidates. And you know how we got them elected. We got them elected by helping them. We, 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 trained them. We, we provided them with people to support their campaigns. And so I feel like Democrats, liberals and progressives could get involved in those kinds of movements and mm-hmm. building up the party so that we will have a bench of city council candidates, mayors, state delegates or state house members state senate members to to potentially run for higher office but we cannot we can no longer let the top down that has kind of controlled the democratic party for at least the last 20 years uh mm-hmm. continue we need to have a bottom-up game and I also think that we need to focus on winning like if if you're not interested in winning then let's try to get you engaged in winning you know mm-hmm. I, i'm not trying to say that I, you should go I have somewhere else. a prediction else. yeah
1: I have a a prediction. Here we go. Bernie Sanders joins the Democratic Party before the 2018 election as a a way to make peace in the party. He joins the party. He and Tom Perez shake hands, and we start to rebuild the party. I think that's the momentum builder from this. If if Democrats – if Bernie Sanders joins the Democratic Party, I think that Democrats would bury the hatchet. Say what was old was old. Right. It's time to move forward. Right, because we're stronger and together. And I, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was on. I was on with a big Bernie supporter. Yeah, um, yeah. Young I, the to, night. Um, yeah.
0: To, and, I actually wanted to. tweet out that that segment. I thought it was a really good segment of, of yeah. just kind of like calmness,
1: it's like really, you know, and it it's a really broad opinion within. audience
0: yeah. right. Because I mean, we it, it kind of uh, showed it kind of showed how vast. How yeah. Camp, yeah, camp, yeah was, how vast you Democratic. Can, you can,
1: one of them, she, yeah, yeah. She worked for O'Malley, so he and he has his own brand of you know progressive politics, right? And then you had, uh, Namiki, right? Who, Turks, like, right? Who was <laughs> like as progressive Sanders.
0: as you get, right? Yeah. And then and then, and then you, yeah, then you like kind of not necessarily representing the establishment, but like being that more, like a, All right, then yeah. Line. Um, and it was a good it was a good depiction of like how vast our ideas are in the democratic party, like how big our party is. And so like we, uh, there may be disagreements, but at the same time we all want to win. And I think that's what y'all left that, that segment with like winning. So.
1: And I thought it showed a good demographic view of, good optics of the party. Right. Two intelligent women, young black guy. Yeah. I think it showed Really good future for the party.
0: Um, all right, Mike. Well, this has been a special election episode. We will come back with a normal episode um, later. Um, where can they find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at The Only Honest. Uh, you can find my column coming out uh, on Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. on The Hill talking about the future of the DNC party. Where can all they right. find
0: you? Um, they can find me at Johnny B. Boykins um, everywhere on the internet. Um, I'm actually writing a piece about gun control and what I think the Democrats need to do to rethink the way we talk about guns um, in our, in our party um, moving forward, you know, after we just had another mass uh, shooting. Um, So that'll be coming out tomorrow um, at some point, probably before five. Um, So check that out. Um, I don't have a, uh, what the hell question or a question because I forgot it uh, today. It's our special edition. It's It's a special edition. So with that, we will see y'all next time. All right. Peace. Thank you for listening to Irrelevantly Relevant. You made it to the end of the episode. Please subscribe, rate, and share. And leave us a comment to let us know what you want to hear us talk about next.